Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Speaking of celebrating, Kyle, why don't you come in and join me a minute? Kyle, the best producer a guy could ask for. Uh, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So speaking of celebrating, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the 228 awards that our company did. And man, it, that, that was a great production, wasn't it? It really was. It was a lot of hard work, but it turned out really nice. Um, I don't think we could have asked for anything better for an inaugural awards ceremony such as, as it was. We had a lot of participation and it just turned out fantastic. So yes, 97.9 CPR rocks. You, you know, the stations, not 105.9, the monkey G 96.7. And of course, super talk 103.1. And I should also add casino radio, our new, our new radio station. That's a collaboration for super talk, Mississippi media and Kyle 13,000 nominations. 13,000. Good oh, Lord. 300,000 votes, though. Golly, Pete, man. I mean, yeah, 215 that's... categories, and you know the list of statistics go on from there, but I don't know if there's ever been a best of type award process. I, we used to do this at Sun-Herald. I don't ever remember anything near over 300,000 votes. Unbelievable. No, and this was totally done for the people by the people. I mean, we didn't set any parameters. We kind of picked eight categories and said go. Yeah. And the people nominated every subcategory in every different fashion and then turned around and voted. Wow. It's unbelievable. We're gonna we're gonna talk to uh to Jesse and uh, Kenny, after after the uh, in the second half of the show, we'll talk more about that. And one other thing I wanted to point out. I was actually reviewing some statistics today on the number of people in each state who have received the vaccine. And Mississippi is currently at 14%, which is really not bad. I mean, you can say compared to other states, Arkansas, Kansas City, uh, Louisiana, all 14%. You know, you have some 13s and 12s. I think the best state in the United States is, is uh, Alaska, 23%. But, you know, you feel the progress being made, don't you? You really do. One of the other statistics I wanted to understand was of the of the inventory that's shipped to the states, how much of it is given? I mean, how much is, you know, are, are we staying on top of the inventory getting shots into people's arms? And Mississippi's at like 71%. That's pretty good. Alabama's at 67 at Louisiana's at 79%. Texas at 73%. Mississippi's right there. I think Mississippi got up to a, kind of a rocky start, but I think once we got the legs underneath us, you know, Governor Tate Reeves is really kind of a numbers guy. He got all over it and started really studying the statistics, things that really progressed well. So I feel it around me too. You start, I noticed in church this weekend, we've been, we've been going to church remotely. I noticed that more and more people starting to come to church now. So do you see it around you as well? Um, well, not, we're under another quarantine. My son was exposed last week. How? So. <laughs> we, How? <laughs> That's the second time. That's the we second time. Books, send him to school and he comes back quarantine. Um, <laughs> But, well, anyway, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on, but, uh, but anyway, have a great day to Kyle and, uh, thanks for what you're doing to help make this show such a great show. Hey, listen, 
If you listen to the show on a regular basis, what you know is that I am thrilled to celebrate the men and women who are working in law enforcement and in and in uh, working as law other first responding uh, positions here along uh, coastal Mississippi. It can be policemen, firefighters, emergency medical technicians. They're all the backbone of our community. And they work in so many different roles in so many different organizations. They could be in the cities. They could be in the counties. They could be actually working any number of the federal uh, installations here in coastal Mississippi. Last October, there was a new Naval Construction Battalion Center chief of police named. And I'm honored to have him join me today on Coastal. His name is Donald Dudley. And he's the new police chief. Actually, you know, it's, it's now it's, uh, you know, we're almost to March. So I guess I can still say congratulations. It's not been that long ago, but time flies, doesn't it, Donald? Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Rick, uh, for having me this morning. And also, um, thank you for what you do around the coast. Um, yeah, definitely time does fly. <laughs> it does fly. So, look, I want to, you came from Louisiana. You went to Grambling, played football. You you have a terrific history. You went into the Navy. You you got out. You stayed committed to law enforcement. We're going to talk about all that as we go through the conversation today. But tell me specifically what you do. Uh, Ricky, I am right now. I'm the current the chief of police here at NCBC Gulfport, and I have a total of probably about seventy to eighty personnel working under me as the chief of police. And I just maintain maintain the base uh, security and force protection, physical security posture, make sure everything is current around the base, keeping everyone safe. Well, which is really no small task, as we all know. I mean, the, the whole the whole notion of security on bases in America changed tr- dramatically after 9-11. And uh, so you, you know, this, this this is no small task. But you guys, from all measurements, continue to do a great job. But but there's a lot to pay attention to, isn't there? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We have to maintain the gates and everything and make sure everyone is, when they do come on board in CBC Gulfport, make sure everyone is uh, safe and personnel that's coming on the outside. Make sure everything is going well. Well, that's good. So you grew up in Louisiana. Tell me about where, where did you grow up and tell me about that. Yes, Rick. I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, and um, I had four brothers. I had four brothers and two four brothers and two sisters. I'm sorry, but um, I grew up in a little small town, Shreveport, in um, on the north side. And I went to Green Oaks High School, graduated Green Oaks, proceeded on to Grambling State University. Once I went to Grambling, I got my um, high school sweetheart pregnant, so we ended up going to uh, the military. And uh, after that, once I went to the military, 27 years of military was just smooth sailing from there. 27 years. What did, what did you do? Well, as I was a machinist mate when I first joined the Navy. I did machinist mate for 12 years. And after that, I converted over to the MA community, which is law enforcement. And I started that uh, 12 years. And then after that, I went on over to... Uh, military police officer and then i started that and i went on over to 27 years of that that's when i retired from the navy wow that's incredible so what is it tell me about what is it about law enforcement that grabbed you well what it is about law enforcement that got grabbed me rick it was more than anything in the navy towards it's just customer service serving and protecting the people and uh the way i was growing up my biggest thing in life was anything about my parents and stuff is the protection and being able to help others. 
And as for law enforcement, that's what I decided to convert to law enforcement because of serving and protecting the people and making a big influence on others. Well, that's, that's awesome. And you, you learned a lot of that, that value from your, your, from your parents and your father. Tell me more about the kinds of things that they instilled in you that helped you sort of emerge into this imp- really important role. Absolutely. My father, um, we didn't have much when we was coming up, my brothers and sisters, and my father makes sure that we understood the life values. And the only thing a man is really, um, only thing a man really have is his word and it's also it's his integrity as a person. And my father always set the example. My father was my greatest role model. And um, every day that I lived this life, my father passed away in 2011. And every day that I live, I just want to make it better and stuff and just show that uh, so that uh, you can do great things and uh, you put your mind to it and you can proceed to anything you want to be. My father was my was my big greatest hero, too. He unfortunately, he died in 1979. But um, you listen to you talk about your father and what I've read about your your relationship with your father reminds me of my relationship with my father. And often, you know, I often say today even that there are there are important moments in my life when i can literally feel his presence it's almost like i had this guardian angel uh does that sound familiar to you yes it does rick and uh and i'm gonna be straightforward with you uh you know i carry myself well the only reason i joined the military is because of my family and just to have a better lifestyle for my family but uh one thing my father taught me as what you stated rick earlier is that present with your father will always be there it would always be there and that would never go away because of what your father and also my father instilled in me. But the biggest thing about it is that's that reflection that you shine every day just to make a difference because you never know what someone is going through. And once you uh, make that decision to help someone out and just be a better person that could make the world, you know, as a value. Law enforcement to me is the value of helping others. That's the only way I see it. Also, the protection side. And I went through the military for 27 years, and I learned a lot, served on many Navy ships. And also, as for law enforcement, I've been to Okinawa, Japan, also been to Sigonella, Sicily, also been to Dubai, uh, the Middle East, and Bahrain. But the, the, the difference is what your father instilled in you. Your father instilled in you that uh, the values. And once you talk these values to take them around the world, it makes a big difference. Well, I want to I want to talk more about that. So when we come back, this is Donald Dudley. He's the chief of police at the at the CB base, essentially what we call it here in coastal Mississippi. And um, what's interesting is that people say of you that you're a motivating force. And I get I get that. I mean, there's something that, that happens deep inside you. You know, it's those values. It's something that got instilled in you and you just bring that and project that wherever you go. I want to talk more about that and why that's so important for you to have such an impact on people around you. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios. This is Coast View View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. As I said at the beginning of the show, I'm thrilled that I had this opportunity through Coast View to celebrate first responders, firefighters, policemen, emergency, emergency medical technicians. Um, I was one. I, I went to University of Alabama in Birmingham. Uh, Dudley, we're, we're talking with Donald Dudley, who's the police chief for the CB base. I went to the University of Alabama in Birmingham to paramedic school and actually worked as a paramedic for a while. And uh, was in pre-med, actually. What my goal was to become an emergency room physician. And, uh, you know, so as I continued in college, I worked part-time as a paramedic and eventually decided that being an emergency room physician or a physician just in general didn't really fit my personality. That to be a doctor, you have to be able to take a leap of faith. And uh, I have a sort of a type A personality, and it might have been hard for me to get any sleep because I, I would have really wanted to understand how everything worked and what's the situation with all my patients, I probably would be dead by now from worrying about it. So I changed my major and went on to get a master's degree. But but the fact, fact is, though, that time that I spent as a first responder affected me for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, for example, I have come up on situations more than once, many times, actually, where I had to do CPR and use some of the skills that I have. And, um, and I'm so glad that I have it. So I, you can call it divine intervention or whatever, but there are many times where I found myself in that kind of situation. You, I bet you, I mean, you're, when you're a police officer and I had this conversation with most of the police chiefs, you're never off. I mean, we, even when you're off your own, uh, you come up on situations all the time. I'm sure where you have to you'd be a good Samaritan, so to speak. But, uh, does that sound familiar to you? It does, Rick. And the biggest thing about um, just being the police chief here on the CB base, so when I make my rounds and stuff through walking through buildings and walking through the exchange, the commissary, and people know that. But it's the same thing, Rick, what you just talked about, about the uh, about the uh, having a position because the position comes with the respect. Yeah. You know, it yeah. comes with the respect and it comes from the respect of other people. But what I uh, what I love about it, Rick, is the intervention divine is when you have an inside and the uniform is there. Being the ch- police chief is great. But when you can get a chance to help other people and make a difference and stuff and then you're genuine and you carry yourself a certain way, that's a that's one of the greatest feeling ever. It is. It definitely is. And we're honored to have people like you who are willing to give so much to make you know your jobs the best they can be. So we were talking about before we went to break. So people see you as this motivating force. So before you were the chief of police for for the base there, you still carried yourself like you were the police chief. You, you probably, people came, what is the, when someone bumps into you and, and say the cafeteria, what do they call you? Is, do you have a nickname? Oh, Rick. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I definitely had a nickname around the base. They call me the motivator uh, really motivator and uh, i got that a long time ago when i first came here and i was standing guard at the gate from my military career i retired as a senior chief petty officer in the navy and um and i was an assistant security officer as well as operations chief and also as a fiscal security officer but at the same time when i retired from the navy i said well i would like to give back to the navy and i came on board as a guard at the gate standing at the front gate and my biggest thing was to tell everyone come on down motivator and that's what it is uh, when i tell everybody come down there as a motivator what i try to do i try to lift anybody up that's coming on base and that just stuck with me my personality is when i call a person a motivator that's a 
anything that you lift someone up to make them a better person and as well as you're trying to do the best you can and also get the job done as well. You know, I, I talk about this all the time on my show with various guests, and that is that one of the most important things we can do in our life is just find our purpose. You know, a lot of people, they hadn't quite found their purpose yet, but they're looking. And once they find their purpose it's, and pursue their purpose, that's where you start to find that you're not only making a contribution to humanity, but you're, but you're becoming a whole person too, because you, you believe in what you're doing, that there's passion there. When did you find your purpose? Oh, that's a great question, Rick. And I'll be honest with you. And again, thank you for having me on this morning. And I think you just said a mouthful more than anything. And I know I'm wearing a uniform as the chief of police. But the most important thing in this life that we live is purpose. You have to understand your purpose. You have to understand what you're great as. And then you got to bring that out and allow other people to see that light shine. I found my purpose. Uh, my father left in 2011. And Rick, I was searching and I was searching because my father was my best friend. My father was my everything. And I was looking for that purpose. So uh, I went to a church called Corpus Christian Christian Fellowship. And I went there seeking, just trying to find a way and get answers why. But I actually found my purpose in 2011. And since then, Rick, everything's been uh, amazing. It's been amazing. And I know we're talking about law enforcement and first responders and stuff. But you asked me, who is Donald Dudley? Donald Dudley is a... Just a, a motivated person, inspiration person, just want to make the world better and safe. And also doing my duties as a law enforcement officer, just treating people the way you want to be treated. Well, you know, that's that's uh, that, that's what I love about my show is that we have the time actually to get a little bit behind the shield or get behind the facade that people see and really understand the essence of who someone is. And by doing that, we get to learn. We get to learn about. What is it about about you? What in your case? What is it about Donald Dudley that puts that smile on his face that makes him stand up, stand so tall? As I mentioned off the air in that be beautiful uniform, and uh, and and want to represent so positively, you know, that wants to live by example. What it? What is that? What is that that drives him to do that? To become that motivator? And once we understand those things about people, and I, I had these conversations with various people all the time, it's inspiring. It, it gives it gives people it sets an example for others to say, "Gosh, man, I want I want to find that smile. I want to find that outlook toward life. I want to find my sense of purpose in a way that makes me feel like I'm living a complete life." And uh, when you do that, you can be a better person just in life. You can be a better police chief in life. And obviously, you figured that out, haven't you? Yes, I have, Rick. Thank you so much again. Um, to find that joy, and I call it joy, Rick, to find that joy within. And all the way, and like I said, I know a lot of uh, personnel listen to this, and I know a lot of stuff going on. But the only way you find true joy is you got to go through and accept who you are, number one. And number two is... You got to have a relationship. You got to have that relationship in my Christianity, and I'm not trying to put my Christianity on no one, but my Christianity drive everything who I am um, by reading scriptures daily, about understanding life, about seeing who you are as a person, about walking out the door and just being blessed to be alive. That's what drives me, Rick. That's what gives me my motivation, and that's what's giving me my glow and my shine and my smile. 
is my love is my love for uh, Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, I'm a, I'm a faithful person myself, and so I can f- fully appreciate that. And right. what it what it does is it gives you it gives you a set of values, and and it and it challenges you to live to that set of values. And when you do that, you know, even if someone's not religious, they they will see in you that you're that you're living by example, and that you're focused on trying to do the right thing and, and living sort of a moral and ethical existence. And that's that in itself, again, whether someone has, you know, religion in their life or not, it doesn't really matter. It's, they, they still see in you what a leader is. And a leader is a person who leads by example, who's trying, who does not preach to other people to, to do things that they're not doing, but you're trying to do, you know, you're trying to you're trying to be the best person you can be so that people will want to be led by you. And, and that, that affects, that affects people. Hey, listen, before we get too far along, cause we're, we don't have a whole lot of time left. When you became the police chief there, did you have a set of goals that you wanted to put in place and t- talk to me about that? Rick, the goal I would like to put in place as the chief of police here at NCBC Gulfport is to, uh, to raise up the bar, to raise up the bar, throughout the region. Um, I want NCBC Gulfport is a, a family oriented and uh, the personnel, the people, the soldiers, the sailors work here is an outstanding group. But my goal as the chief of police is to set the bar, set the bar to be in the best security department within the region and uh, into the law enforcement area. And I think we got the personnel here. We got the experience here. We got the talent here and we got some great people. And that's my goal here as the chief of police is make this the best security forces in the Navy. Well, I think that's a great goal. And uh, one of the things I like, one, one of the reasons why I like having a conversation about the CB base on such a regular basis is because the personnel who come through that base are deployed all over the world. I mean, they have strategically important conversations, or excuse me, roles that they play all around the world some of those are are you know based on humanity some of those are based on you know strategic military importance you know it's, it's truly remarkable actually when you think about the footprint of the base and uh, the people who come through there and why it's important for them to feel safe while they're there and feel like you know they can they can you know <laughs> be happy and enjoy life there and not have to worry about security etc so anyway it has been a pleasure, Donald, to meet you, and I wish you all the luck in the world in your new role, and I look forward to continuing the conversation in the future. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for having me this morning. This has been Donald Dudley, uh, Dudley the uh, Chief of Police for the CB Base in Gulfport, and uh, when we come back, we'll have some representatives from Super Talk Mississippi Media to talk about the 228 Awards. We'll see you after this break. Talk Mississippi Media Production.